Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. It's about to be a great day, a football Tuesday. That's Dave Hellman. That's Joy Taylor, Eagles all-time Russian leader, Shady LaShawn McCoy. I am Emmanuel Lacho. If it's your first time, stay for a long time. It's going to be great. Now, in case you have not heard, Jerry Jones, he's been eyeing a certain superstar wide receiver. He's been looking at Odell Beckham like Odell Beckham is looking at this Lombardi trophy. And Jerry Jones has this ideology. If he can just get Odell Beckham, maybe the Cowboys can get themselves a Super Bowl. I think Jerry's right. And here's why. Think about the teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. They got two bona fide receivers. Truly, truly think about it. The uh, Rams were in the Super Bowl last year. They had themselves a Cooper Cup. They had themselves an Odell Beckham. But who did they face? They faced the Cincinnati Bengals. Who do the Bengals have? They had themselves a Jamar Chase. They had themselves a T. Higgins. Well, let's go back one more year just to make sure that I'm not tripping. The year before, you got the Buccaneers. They had themselves a Mike Evans. They had themselves an Antonio Brown. And who did they face? They faced the Chiefs. And the Chiefs had themselves a Travis Kelsey and had themselves a Tyree Kill. It takes two to tango with the Super Bowl trophy. Even the Eagles right now, they are the dominant favorite in the NFC. They have themselves an A.J. Brown and a Devontae Smith. It takes two to tango. Cowboys, they got one in CeeDee Lamb. They got one. Mm. But if they had Odell Beckham, they would have two. Mm. I think that Odell Beckham would make the Cowboys capable of winning a Super Bowl. Without Odell Beckham, no, I think it takes two. Dave Hellman, you covered the Cowboys for 10 years. You've been at every single Cowboys game leading up to this season. Every single one of them, you know more about the Cowboys than anybody on television. So you tell the world, do the Cowboys need Odell Beckham Jr. to win a Super Bowl? Why do we have to do the most like this, man? <laughs> why? Why can't, why can't the question be... Could Odell Beckham help the Cowboys? Because, yeah, he could. Odell Beckham could absolutely help the Cowboys. Super Bowl? Yes. The Cowboys, like, we're just, Cowboys are quietly lying in the cut, looking pretty good with no drama, and we got to do this? Why? No drama. Cowboys haven't been in the NFC Championship game since the Clinton administration. Ooh, tell it. There's a lot of stuff that they need to get them to a Super Bowl besides Odell Beckham, who, look, I love the guy. I went to LSU. That's my dude. I would love to see him wearing the Cowboys star, but he's a 30-year-old receiver Mm -hmm. coming off of a second ACL tear. I I got questions. I I think he could help. There's two units on the Cowboys offense that need help. Offensive line, receiver. Offensive line is scheduled to get some help when Tyron Smith comes back from injury. That's huge. Receiver, this is nice. That's it. This is the two units. But Super Bowl? But Super Bowl. Here's my thing. Like Dave. you just, like, just, just let, just let the Cowboys kind of quietly do their thing, if man. If you get Tyron Smith back, who should be a Hall of Famer, if not first ballot, he had injuries. The Cowboys will get Tyron Smith back in December, I believe, mid-December. And if you can add Odell Beckham, you said they need two injury, two help spots. Off in the blind, wide receiver. Odell Beckham, Tyron Smith. You're telling me what would stop him? I just, I want to here in the A block of a national TV show. I also just want to say. Put some respect on Michael Gallup's name. He's a pretty damn good receiver in his own right, just for the record, sir. But gloss over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He hates me right now. It's fine. Here's the thing. 
clearly, I'm stealing Joy's bit a little bit here, but like there are so many things stopping the Cowboys from being in the Super Bowl. Otherwise, it would have happened by now. Like they, they haven't even gotten to the game before the Super Bowl. And I think there are intrinsic qualities that go into that, to be honest. Part of it being we're sitting here talking about the Cowboys getting to the Super Bowl in November. <laughs> like stuff like that matters. Like it really though. does. Look, I mean, there's two teams keeping company with the Cowboys when you're talking about not even being to an NFC title game in recent memory. It's Detroit and it's Washington. That's the company that the Cowboys keep. And I'm not trying to hate on the Cowboys. You are. But, but it's a good acting thing. I like, it. like adding Odell Beckham is going to be some cure-all. This isn't, this isn't the Rams from a few years ago. You're like, oh, the Rams offense stalled out in the Super Bowl. They went and got Stafford and it put them over the top. The Cowboys have so much more to prove that they can get to that stage. Do I think Odell Beckham would help? Absolutely, and I would be so excited to see it. I got an LSU tattoo like Shady likes to remind me every day. Show the people. I can show it today. Show the people. I can show it today. Take the shot. I can show it today, yeah. Thank you, Odell. Odell, please come to Dallas, but I just can't sit here and say it's going to put him in the Super Bowl. Do the Cowboys need Odell to get to a Super Bowl 2-5? I like this from you, Dave. (laughs) Finally, he started to tell the truth. He said Super Bowl to the Cowboys. That doesn't make sense. Anyway, um... I think it helps them out to win a Super Bowl. I truly do. When I look at the Cowboys, and it hurts to say this, but when I look at the Cowboys, they are a contender right now. Mm-hmm. I think they have a, a, a solid defense. They get after the quarterback. They create turnovers. They can run the ball. They have an okay quarterback that can win games. Okay quarterback. Right? And I said before with the, tra- the trade deadline, they need a wide receiver. They need somebody else. I know you love Gallup, but, I mean, he's, he's just getting back from injury. He hasn't looked that great yet. Odell's just getting back from injury. So that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about Odell Beckham is, which one are we getting? This is his second ACL injury, one. right? On the same knee. And he's 30 years old. And he hasn't been playing. I've seen videos of him. I see pictures of him. He looks a lot bigger. You know, you typically want to lose a little weight when you come off injury. So, I don't know. It depends what type of Odell we're getting. But I think he also can help out. I actually love it. One, because it's anarchy, and I'm all for the Cowboys and anarchy. (laughs) Chaos. But I would disagree that he would be the number two. And that's actually why I think it would work and it would help. He wouldn't be the number two, and you shouldn't rely on him to be the number two. I think what people gloss over when they look at the success that Odell had with the Rams last year was that they didn't need to rely on Odell for volume. That's right. Mm -hmm. He could show up in moments, which relieved a lot of pressure on him. He didn't have to walk in. You got Cooper Cup catching every ball. Yeah. So you can, you can distract everybody with Cooper and then throw it to Odell. And it worked out perfectly. He fit perfectly into their, into their schemes, into their offense. It, it was the, the absolute perfect match. If you do that in Dallas, I do think Odell will be successful. Because to your points, he's not the same guy anymore. And that's okay. He's had these injuries. So adjust your game. And the Rams smartly put him in spaces where he could be successful. And that's why he was so crucial to them last year. And that's why he was successful in the Super Bowl up until, of course, he got injured. So if you put him in a space where you don't have to rely on him for volume, you rely on him for moments, you don't put too much on his plate as he is coming back from injury and probably isn't in the best shape because it's a lower extremity injury, then I think he can be successful and actually help. We're talking about adding depth to that position group, which we thought they were going to do with the trade deadline. They didn't. This is actually, I think, a very smart move for Dallas. If, if they do it correctly, and I wouldn't put him as the number two. Now, you're saying it's smart, but I'm saying Super Bowl competitive, Super Bowl competitor. Like, is, does an Odell Beckham, because I, to me, I can never doubt Odell. 
right? Odell, we saw him his rookie year when we were in Philly. He went crazy. Odell Beckham tears his ACL. He comes back. He goes crazy. Odell Beckham goes to the Rams, and in a few short time, he goes crazy. Even if Odell is coming back from an injury, he has proven to us time and time again he has the ability to be a beast. Can a talent like Odell, in your mind, put the Cowboys over the hump? Yeah, but beast how? Like, he had two catches in the Super Bowl. It was for 52 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he had 10 catches for 110 yards or something. Like, he is a beast in moments, and that's why he was successful. And really even had five touchdowns and 27 receptions for the Rams throughout the season. Right. So it's, he's not a volume guy at this point in his career, and he shouldn't be. And the Rams were smart enough, because Sean McVay is a smart coach, to know not to have to put him in that position. And they didn't have to because they, they had the luxury of Cooper Cup. Well, so do the Cowboys. Whatever you think of Gallup, I agree with Dave. He should be the number two, and CD should be the number one. And then you have Odell with his extreme talent in moments. So Beast, to me, is a guy like Cooper Cup or a guy like yeah. Tyreek Hill that is just gobbling up all these catches and these yards, and you're relying on time and time again, week and week after week. Well, they can do that right now. But Odell is coming off of two major injuries. So you've got to be more careful with him. And if you put him in the right spots, he can be very effective and useful. As far as the Super Bowl, again, I'm not go- – the, the, the Cowboys have done nothing to get the benefit of the doubt. Remember, the Rams were in the Super Bowl a few years ago before they added Stafford. Mm-hmm. So they, they deserve that respect. Exactly. They did that with Jared Goff. And then that wasn't good enough, so they brought in Matthew Stafford. The Cowboys haven't done that. I do think that this is a great ad for the depth questions that we had for them. Super Bowl, sure. <laughs> I mean, what does that Give mean? Give him what like, he wants. Yeah. But, Dave, here's what's fascinating to me. Um, we say it as if we haven't seen the Bengals do it last year. The Bengals go on a run with a much more horrendous organization, historically speaking, and a quarterback that wasn't as proven as Dak Prescott, though obviously I think Joe Burrow is better. Um, We've seen other organizations do it. The Atlanta Falcons, when they went to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan, it's not like the Atlanta Falcons had had a ton of historical success. Had some fun years, Warwick Dunn, Mike Vick, but didn't have like some Super Bowl caliber years. Why so much doubt? Even the Dolphins. We're putting the Dolphins capable of winning a Super Bowl, and we know the Dolphins ain't won a playoff game in God knows how long. So why so much doubt with these Cowboys, particularly if you're adding an Odell? You were with me, man. You've been in Dallas. You're from Dallas. You get it? Guess what we weren't doing with the Bengals last year at this time? Talking about anything with them being relevant. They were a forgettable four seed. Like, we weren't even really talking about them. They they beat the Chiefs at the end of the regular season. I'll give them that. And that is when it kind of started rolling. But before that, they were trading wins and losses. They Again, they were chilling in the cut, which is what I would love for the Cowboys to be able to do so that maybe they can build some of that momentum. Because what happens with the Cowboys, I firmly believe this, what happens with the Cowboys is the eyeballs, the eyeballs that they draw – they it, it builds itself into its own like snowball effect. And that's what you're talking about when you're saying, would this put them in the Super Bowl? Come on, man. 26 years, like you got to do a little bit more. That's right. I do think it adds to the depth. It gives them a playmaker who can make plays in favorable coverage. And, and I'll, I'll even I'll, I'll, I'll meet you here. How about this? Because clearly the word Super Bowl scares the hell out of me. <laughs> if they were to add Odell Beckham and he's fully healthy and can play like even the guy that he was for the Rams – you can't say anybody in the NFC has a better roster going forward. Like, I mean, you could argue, but, like, not definitively. No. Right. Like, the Cowboys are right up there with 49ers, Eagles, any of those teams. Absolutely they I, are. See, I don't want to change the subject. Please do, do, do what you need. Are we, so, if you add Odell to the Cowboys roster, 
Say that one more time. I didn't hear you. And and throw in throw in Tyron Smith coming back as well. Yeah. Okay. Throw him in there. Oh, oh two, of the, two of the five most important positions. Are you in saying, football. What are you saying? You said that, that, that. I'm saying you you can't say that they're definitively worse than any of the other NFC contenders based on what. Uh, we that's see. a nice way to say it. But who? But they don't have the best roster. That's not what I said. You okay. say arguably. Yeah. Okay. I'm arguably. just saying they're in that conversation. I, I ain't arguing. Let me <laughs> know what the best roster is. Let me ask you this, two five, real quick before we got to get out of here. Um, the Cowboys, it's not talent that's keeping them from a Super Bowl. It is not quarterback, I don't think, that's keeping them from a Super Bowl. It won't be the defense that's keeping them from a Super Bowl. It's kind of this, like, superfluous uh, attention. They have too much attention, so they can't get there. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. Yes. Too yeah, much attention. That matters. You're a man with a lot, who's had a lot of attention, particularly right. during his playing career. How does that matter? Does that actually matter? How does that impact you when everybody's now like, I, oh, LaShawn McCoy is a man versus LaShawn McCoy just being a hidden somebody? Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Like, I'm hiding from success. I'm hiding from the spotlight. I never play with players like that. All the top players I play with, the, the superstar guys, the, the Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey's, Tyreek Hill, uh, uh, Tom Brady, Mike Vick, LaShawn Jackson, we love the spotlight. Don't hide me. Show me. World, I'm here. I don't know what them dudes in Dallas is doing, so I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. We like the spotlight. It's fascinating Dallas to me, Dave. Man. We got to talk more about that one. It's scary. The, it's not the players. Them dudes are scary, man. It ain't the players. It's the owner. It's the owner. Mm. I love that owner, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all love Jerry. Oh, uh, well, what we don't necessarily love, what is going on with the Colts? Remember, they fired their head coach yesterday, but then in dramatic fashion, they hired a TV analyst, Jeff Saturday, former player, to come in as coach. Oh, there are more questions now than ever after the press conference. You have to hear the details of that one. Next. Hire right, me next. I'm ready for the show. Welcome back, family. In case y'all missed it, Justin Fields, he ran for nearly 200 yards on Sunday. And it was no surprise when he went to the Dolphins sideline. Head coach Mike McDaniel had a very interesting message for him. Hey, Mike McDaniel, speak up. I just wanted him to stop scrambling. And it was pretty irritating because he didn't listen at all. He didn't take the coaching what? Joy, that's your coach, man. That's your Dolphins that coach. Awkward. <laughs> I mean, I, I love it. He, he's clearly like he's he's a different cat, and everybody loves it, and everyone in the locker rooms leaned into it. And from from what I understand, this has always been his personality. So I appreciate people that are always authentic. True. Don't try and be something that you're not. And it, the, the, we didn't show the clip of him yelling at Justin Fields, but he's <laughs> like, "Yo, stop!" It was hilarious. It's really funny. It was Justin Fields yeah, screaming like, today, sideline picking up a like, first down. He's like, "Bruh." Stop. stop. Right. <laughs> so it was one of those, like, you, you, you're torching us. Please stop. I, I mess with Mike McDaniel, Dave. No, I, like, Mike McDaniel, like, it, he's a millennials coach, right? Like, this is, like, this is, I'm so excited to see if more coaches like Mike McDaniel come down the line because of the, A, because his personality has been well-received, and B, honestly, I kind of feel like you have to be this way in this day and age. Like, you're kidding yourself if you think you can ignore pop culture and meme culture and all that stuff and still have players respond to yeah, you. So also like, just, you know, taking yourself too seriously. And that too, exhausting. yeah. Like, like football's fun. Yeah, just enjoy yourself I a little bit. I love enjoy Mike McDaniel. Yeah. And they are. And they yeah. won the game too, which makes us. Well, you know who's enjoying life right now? Jeff Saturday. Because he is new, the new head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. He was introduced as a Colts interim yesterday. But that's not the only surprise. 30-year-old Parks Frazier was named the new offensive play caller, even though Frazier has never called plays before. You heard that right. Colts owner Jim Ursay justified his decision on Saturday. Take a listen. 
I'm glad he doesn't have any NFL experience. I'm glad he hasn't learned the fear that's in this league. That's because it's tough for all our coaches. They're afraid. They go to analytics, and it gets difficult. I mean, he doesn't have all that. Expectations are high here. Look, we're the fourth winningest franchise in the league since 2000. All right, that means in the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. You want to bet against this guy? Put your money down, people. <laughs> Love to see it. Love to see it. That means Ooh. we're in the upper quartile by the top quartile's upper quartile. Said what he said. He said what he said. I don't even know what that means. But, Joy Taylor, did you like what he said? How are you feeling about Jeff Saturday and the hire after the interview? means they've been pretty successful. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's not lying. I, I feel the same way I felt yesterday. I feel like this is uh, – it's kind of embarrassing for the league, honestly. It's a little insulting to people that work really hard and go through the ranks and put in all the hours and, you know, make relationships and are out there every day with the players to just walk in from a cushy studio like we are to, you know, taking over for Frank Reich, who's a respected coach, who's, you know, done this for a long time and jump all the other guys that are in the building, all the other guys that have relationships with the players in the building. I don't like it. I mean, I've, I've made it clear how I feel about how it reflects on hirings, uh, hiring processes for black coaches, and, and that part bothers me immensely. But when you listen to the press conference yesterday, the big vibe that I took, the message that they were trying to, to impress upon us, is that we're the smartest guys in the room. Forget what you know. Forget the experience that everyone else has. Yep. Forget how everyone else does business. We're going to do something totally different, and we dare you to say we're not going to be successful. Well, if you're the upper quartile of the upper quartile of the quartiles, <laughs> then you'll be held to that standard then. Right. Let's get busy, Colts. I expect results immediately. Mm. Because if you're mm. going to do something and mock how everyone else does it, ha-ha, right. I, I wish you a bet. Okay, then, win. I expect nothing but wins. Because if that's what this really is, and this isn't a tank job like everybody's telling me that it is, and this isn't some, uh, you know, this isn't some weird thing. It really makes sense. Then you should win out. You shouldn't just win. You should win out. Yeah. If I'm supposed to take this seriously, very well. Results shall come. Or we will not take it seriously and you will get dragged and that will be appropriate. Well said. Thank you. Well said. <laughs> applause. Well, applause you all the way around. Um, about? I'll, listen, I'll second her. Like, she's, she's right. From this, the hiring, the hiring process. Um, is he qualified for, for the job? You know, I don't, I don't think so. I and mean, he was on TV like us, right, talking about the games. And now you get a call from the owner, hey, you want to coach? Hell yeah, I want to coach. And he gets on board. So I just hate how, you know, a guy like Reggie Wayne, who I think is, he's there, he's a coach. He's qualified. Same credentials off the field, you know, on the field, same thing. And he didn't get a shot. So um, I, didn't, I, I don't love the move. You know, I, I am happy um, for Jeff Saturday because I think any ex-player gets opportunity. I think that's big. Um, I would love to see more black head coaches, right? We have so many few that's a coach, and there's so many players that play and give their, 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 their hearts for football. You know, over 60%, 70% of players in this league are black, you know? So why we can't have black coaches? Um, you know, but watching that press conference, it's kind of crazy because, like, the things he's saying where what's important is experience. You know, how can he – um, coach and teach these players how to be better? How can we go from losing to winning with no experience? And he says, well, that experience is overrated. You know, <laughs> all the analytics and this and that, and, and people are scared to fail. It's like, what? 
So when you talk about it makes me sound crazy and look crazy. Like, was he telling the truth? Was he not? So I didn't really like it, you know, but a lot of respect to Jeff Saturday. Good luck. Uh, yeah, good luck to Jeff Saturday. Let's get he's going to need it. He, he is going to need it. Um, I hate what's going on in Indianapolis. Not just with Saturday. I'm even more infuriated now because of the promotion of Parks Frazier. Parks Frazier is now going to be the offensive play caller. He's never called plays. Yeah. Let's put in context who Parks Frazier is and Parks Frazier's career up until now is 30 years old. Being an offensive play caller for one of 32 organizations that are worth a billion dollars each. 2015, he was a defensive quality control person at Samford. Not Stanford, Samford. 2015, he also was a defensive quality control person at Middle Tennessee State. Then by 2016 and 2017, he was a graduate assistant at Arkansas State. By 2018 to 2019, now he's with the Colts. He's an assistant to the head coach. Whatever that means. By 2020, he's an offensive QC, quality control. And by 2021, he is an assistant Quarterback coach, not a quarterback coach, an assistant quarterback coach. Now, we have to draw a parallel so y'all can understand the stark contrast. Sean McVay became a head coach by the age of 30, 31, 32. He was an offensive assistant for the Bucks in 2008. 2008. Then, by 2010, he was an offensive assistant for Washington. Then he was a tight ends coach, like a legitimate coach, not an assistant coach, yep. a tight ends coach in 2011 to 13. Then he was offensive coordinator from 2014 to 2016. Then he was a head coach. So for those wondering, like, what are the standard steps and protocols to become a play caller, let alone a coach by 30? That is the protocol. Not a quality control person whose primary responsibility is to mock up plays that the offense or defense will walk through at practice. So it's not just about... Uh, I don't even know the head coach's name. Uh, Saturday. It's not just about Saturday. Uh, that's my guy. It's not just about Saturday. I'm more infuriated by Parks. Dave Hellman. i just like to know how many teams that are in the upper quartile of the what upper quartile, quartile? How many of them were bad enough that they drafted a generational quarterback, number one overall, right around the year 2000? Then when he got hurt, they bottomed out so bad that they were the number one overall pick again. And drafted another generational quarterback. And then when they did such a bad protecting such a bad job protecting him that he retired early rather than keep playing for them, mm-hmm. they wound up in an unfixable mess and haven't been relevant since, and that's what leads us to today. So like respectfully, spare me the idea that your success is something that I should be all that impressed by. At Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Cool. Random note, by the way, Parks Frazier, who is now the play caller for the Colts. His wedding was officiated by former play caller for the Colts and head coach Frank Wright. You're looking at it right there on your screen. Frank Wright is there officiating, yes, Shady Israel, the wedding of Parks Frazier, who is now the play caller. Again, I can't make any of this make sense. But this is they need their own reality show, though. Can I? I, I'm just. What they call it though? The Colts something. I'm Tiles. This is crazy. I just, I, I just want to point out for all my analytics fan friends, like. Analytics, which first of all, like the word's just gotten out of control. Like we use it as a blanket statement for everything we don't like about football these days. Analytics has is what's driven people to be more aggressive than ever in football. Like an- analytics is what pushes somebody like John Harbaugh to ask Lamar Jackson if he wants to go for it on fourth and two at midfield. Like the idea that understanding probability makes you afraid. Uh, is misguided and insulting. Like, there's so many, I mean, like, every, everything about this is just it's bizarre. Very, it's very, we're smarter than everybody, but we don't also like 
the smart guys, which is very, <laughs> very status quo for where we are as a society right now, that intelligent people are really the ones who are doing too much. We got to figure it out. We just rub some dirt on it. Football guys know how to do this. Beers and football and results and quartile. <laughs> yeah, well, look, we I found out what it was, though. What was it? It's keeping up with the Colts Dashians. Oh, <laughs> right? That sounds right. That. Makes sense. I would watch that. We will revisit this morning later because there we have so much more thoughts to get off. But first, Lamar Jackson thankfully pulled oh. it off yesterday. Prime time with the whole world watching. But are the Ravens actually a threat in the AFC? We got to keep it real with you. That's what we know for. Mr. 250. Welcome back, family. Now, look, my former college recruiting mate, Justin Tucker, kicker for the Ravens. He's been wilding, y'all. He trolled Russell Wilson last week, but now he's back at it again after Baltimore beat the Saints. Y'all got to take a listen to what in the world Justin Tucker had to say. Go ahead, and Justin. Tomorrow, last time you had me on here, you, I, got, I got myself into a little trouble, all right? <laughs> you get the look, man. Now, you're going to have me mess around and say something silly like racks on racks, smoking on that Saints pack, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to get myself in trouble again. Jay Tuck, uh, the one and only. 2-5, how you feel about that, y'all? Smoking on the pack. <laughs> Yo, he got to be the coolest kicker of all time. I mean, he's also the best, but the coolest kicker. <laughs> I don't think there's any debate, right? Because kickers, like, they don't get this type of attention. Like, No, but uh, he's that, he's that dude. He's like that. Yeah, he's that guy. Well, you know what's he is a, him. Here's what's hilarious. Again, I've known Jay Tuck since we were 15, 16. You can get away with so much when you're great. Like, if he was missing kicks and he was doing that, he would be corny. He would be lame. He'd be like, shut up, kicker. But, but when you have like 90%. No, no, they, they won't be talking to him like that. Yeah. If you said, kickers missing kicks, Marlon Humphrey wouldn't know his name if he was missing but, kicks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're the greatest of all time. <laughs> How many kickers are you actually talked to? And you're a nice guy, too. Now, uh, I talked to just I talked to all the kickers, but I played with great ones. Phil Dawson in Cleveland. He might go into the hall eventually. Because Phil Dawson also went to Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And then the kickers I played with in Philly ended up winning the Super Bowl. So who was his name? Uh, uh, it was he, was, he went on IR, and it was man, come on. Sturgis, Caleb Sturgis. Come on, man. I thought it was, it wasn't, I don't it wasn't know. Jake Elliott. Am I making that up? Elliott might have been there by the Yeah, see what I'm saying? We know his name. We know his number. We know how his voice sounds. I don't know what kicker's voice sounds like. I know everything about this guy. He's a real player. Who was the kicker for the Eagles when you were there? I don't, oh, David Akers. Now I respect no, David. No, after him. Oh, I, beats me. Know he was drafted from Nebraska. Beats me. I'll give you the first Oh, name. wait, Alex. Last name. The only reason I know his name is because I used to give him counseling on his marriage. Because he came into the league as a rookie merit. I was like, oh, you, it's the pros, buddy. You know what I mean? Take your time. He's 20 years old. But he's a good guy. But anyway, I don't What's know him like that. Now it's the kicker. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Justin this is not like a rap hey, name. Bro. Justin Tuck. It's not like Chance the Rapper. It's not like kicker. Alex the Kicker. His name was Alex yeah. Henry. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Cool dude, though. Yo, that's a dope name. Alex the Kicker. I like that. Uh, change his name. Okay, anyway, we got to get back on track. Speaking of the Baltimore Ravens, they took care of business last night, led by Lamar Action Jackson. Had over 200 yards total with a touchdown pass. Now, Baltimore is 6-3. They are in first place in the AFC North. So, Things are going well for them. But, Shady, even in the midst of the win, I had my questions, big dog. I was uh -oh. watching this game, and I was like, hmm, this is a Justin Fields stat line. 122 passing yards, <laughs> 82 rushing yards. I know how LaShawn McCoy feels about Justin Fields, so I was eager okay. to hear what you had to say about Lamar Jackson, given the fact there was actually a lesser stat line than Justin Fields. Uh, can Lamar and how far can Lamar carry these Ravens? But let me check you first of all. Don't ever put Justin Fields with the action Jackson. Don't do that, please. It's not his fault they ran the ball down their throats. He didn't have to do much. 
they was bleeding dudes up front. And then, you know, as I know, in the football game, if we, if we on the roll, it's loud, and we run the ball, and they can't stop it, no need to throw the ball. Let's run the ball the whole game. Anyway, I had to check that. <clears throat> How far can he take them? Okay, I think uh, they can go far in the playoffs. I, I want to say they're contenders. I want to say that they can potentially get to a Super Bowl, right? AFC Championship mm-hmm. game. I can see it. And the reason why is because, first of all, they have the fourth hardest schedule. I know you love schedules. I know you love who they're playing. Schedules. And they had big games that they lost. Yeah, yeah hold, that they hold, lost. Hold up. They had the, the lead the whole way through the game. Cool. And they lost in the fourth quarter. I told you earlier in the year, I said, once they find a way how to keep their foot on, a, on an opponent's neck, that's how you win games. So, and that's something simple to do. Play better defense, run the ball better. They're getting some guys healthy. They just got a speedster in Deshaun Jackson. So now. How's his hamstring? He's going to be good. I mean, you know how that is. I know DJ. I'll hand you hurt, and I ain't get the ball hand you hurt. But coming off the bye week, he's going to be ready to roll. But I just think that they play well. Um, they're getting healthy. They have a good defense. They're running the ball well. Lamar's looking good. I love, this. I love their chances. The Baltimore Ravens are what their record says they are. And I don't think a team is more indicative of that statement than that. Throw the record up there again, please. Throw the schedule up there again, please. Y'all really check this out. The Baltimore Ravens have lost to the Bills. They have lost to the Dolphins. They have lost to another team that I can't see because the schedule is too far. Thank you. They've also lost to the Giants. (laughs) But then you look around and it's like, okay, so they've lost to those elites. They've beaten some good teams, though. Like, they beat the Jets. They also beat the Bengals. Uh, They beat the Bucks, And then they take care of the terrible teams. The Saints obviously are struggling right now, et cetera. So I think the Ravens are their schedule. I don't think, Joy, that they're legitimate AFC contenders because when they played against the legitimate AFC contenders, they did not win. I do like the fact that they have led, but Shady, you know my favorite love is track and field. A lot of people beat Usain Bolt through 70 meters, and several people beat Usain Bolt through 50 meters, but rarely ever is Usain Bolt beat through 100 meters because you got to run the whole race. Okay, hold up. First of all, they had Miami down by like 20-something points. They did, absolutely. 21. And and how often does that happen in NFL? It happened again. And then it happened again. Man. So I will address that later. Um, <laughs> Joy, how, how far or do you think the Ravens are legitimate contenders? Answer the question you want. Yeah, I think they're contenders because outside of the Eagles, we've seen vulnerabilities mm. of every single team. That's, That's true. So once you get to the dance, you just got to win the next game. And I feel like the Ravens are capable of that. I don't put them in the same category as the Chiefs and the Bills and the Dolphins, but – They're at the top of whatever that next category is, and I can't put them in that category because they lost to those teams. Mm -hmm. So I think as the season goes on, you get a little more confidence. You find out what you're doing well. To Shady's point, beat the team how you beat the team. We know what Lamar Jackson is capable of. We know that. That's why we're always talking about him getting paid. I don't care what your stat line is if you're Lamar Jackson at this point. Win the game. Mm -hmm. The Saints Saints are not to be played with. They're going to stay in the game. You saw them hang around at the end. Obviously, they were too far behind, but – that this is not a team to be played with either, even if they're struggling this year and they've got a lot of injuries. So I, I think you win how you win, and the Ravens are always consistent. And I think as long as you have Lamar Jackson out there, you have a chance. So Dave, to take him seriously. let me push this conversation forward, ask you a question going off script. Joy said we know who Lamar Jackson is. I kind of think we do. I at least don't fully know, particularly come to playoffs. This is a playoff conversation because Lamar Jackson, we know, should get his team to the playoffs. Are you confident, based upon the Lamar you've seen and haven't seen in the playoffs, in what Lamar Jackson can do in them being contenders? It's not about Lamar Jackson for me. I I have rock-solid faith in Lamar Jackson. Like He can do stuff that nobody else in the league can do. It's... It's everybody else. And that's it's like, I, I like what Joy said. Like, it, if you want to ask me if they're a contender, I think that's fair because they're good enough to have a home playoff game. And from there, you never know. The Bengals were the four seed last year. I would bet right. the Ravens have a good chance to be the four seed this year. It's not about that. 
is about when I look at the Ravens supporting cast outside of Lamar, I get a little bit nervous. No offense. I know, I know Deshaun is your man. He is. Tell him watch his mouth. Yeah, watch tell look, him watch his mouth. Like, See, you tell talk. him watch his mouth, Just skip it because I don't know how to act on this cut TV. To the next you get sentence. crazy now. Just cut, hit enter and go straight <laughs> to the watch next your mouth. Deshaun hey, Jackson is the – Deshaun Jackson, 2008 was a long time ago. That's all I'm trying to say. He was still good in 2015, wasn't he? I don't know. Yeah, 17. Let the man finish because I'm sorry what about you, to say. You mentioned a bunch of years that were also a long time ago. This isn't what it's about. It's okay. Without Rashad Bateman healthy, without Mark Andrews healthy, which hopefully he can come back, but oh, he wasn't, he's gonna be back. He, he wasn't there back. last night. They had a bye week. Injuries have been a huge issue for this team. That's what I'm trying to say. Outside of Mark Andrews, you're talking about Isaiah Likely, a rookie tight end who I, I love. I loved him coming out of Coastal Carolina. He's a good player. But is that enough to lean on in the playoffs? Is J.K. Dobbins going to get healthy? I know, again, I know he's supposed to, but these things are trends. Yeah. And I just I don't see a ton on Baltimore's offense that may, you know, we, we talk about this with Aaron Rodgers all the time. It's not that different with Lamar. And, and it's not completely Baltimore's fault because you're hoping Rashad Bateman can get healthy. He's out for the year. That's just bad luck. But, like, you look at the totality of their offense, and I'm like, do these guys have the firepower of the other great teams in the AFC? Like, do they have the firepower of Miami, of Buffalo, of Kansas City? The answer is no. And so it's not a knock on Lamar Jackson. I just I don't see it when you're talking about winning those types of games in the playoffs. I mean, playoffs, but, like, it's only really one team in the AFC that has done some real damage in the playoffs. Chiefs? That's a Chiefs, right? I mean, the Let, Bills, let's keep it, I mean, let's keep Bills it real. The, the, the Bills, they go and they lose. Bills right? have gone to the AFC championship. And, and then we keep – They've gone Yeah, two and years we, And we keep making excuses for them. Oh, they get it this time. Oh, they'll get it this time. Just keep it real, right? The, the Dolphins, since – I mean, come on. I won't even disrespect the Dolphins, but they have no playoff it's been experience. It's a long time since they've won a playoff. Who else? Yeah. Who else has that much playoff experience? Oh, my God, it's the playoffs. We had a Super Bowl last year with two fourth seeds. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, like, totally. let them get a chance. But he, here's why, and again, maybe I'm too critical. I don't get it. But I remember the playoff game, the Ravens versus the Bills. Okay. I remember the, the Ravens losing that game, I pick. believe, by 14 points. It was a pick six. The pick six, yeah. Lamar Jackson throws a pick six. That's a 14-point swing. Yeah. I remember Lamar Jackson in the playoffs versus the Titans his first time there when he had a whole bunch but of – But he was a yards. rookie? You talking about his rookie year? Sir. That's crazy. I, I'm just – I'm bringing up – His rookie year? There, there are three playoff experiences. I'm giving His you rookie year, he was playing so – you, you just want me to uh, avoid uh, – I'm just saying – I don't even count rookies. But that's not the same Lamar we're saying. Come, come on. Like, come on. That's not at all. But I'm talking – let's you, talk, look, let's you, talk you, about the Bills you one You're reaching like – Let's talk about the Bills Okay, one. go to Bills. Because the Bills one was definitely not his rookie year. I okay. believe the Bills one was the most recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He threw a pick six. You're right. and Close game. 17-3, to and it was a 14-point swing. I'm just sitting here wondering, like, 2-5, how are you going to omit – that game as though it didn't happen. You lose 17 to 3, and you literally lose by 14, and Lamar had a 14 point turnover. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't omit it. Yeah, I don't right, know right. how you can omit it. Well, things happen, right? I can't make an excuse for him. I mean, he, he threw the pick, right? I watched that game, and, and they lost. It was a tight game for a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Most pick, of the game until yeah, the pick. And then the pick made a difference. But I mean, like, you get better and better, right? I think if you look at Lamar's career, same as Josh Allen's. Every year they got better and better and better. I just think that when we look at the AFC, that, the, the Chiefs, the Bills, Dolphins, the Dolphins, and who else? And the Ravens. Mm. One thing they do better than everybody, they run the ball. The quarterback can run the ball. The lineman, the way that Greg um, Roman's yep. offense is set up and scheme, to run the ball, right? You get some speed out there. A couple plays, you have to probably, what, top three best tight end in the league, right? And Andrew, so they got players. And on defense, Roquan makes a difference. And his first game, right, you can't tell me he hasn't been there. He looked great. 
front of the sideline to sideline. So now you put him and Patrick Queen and the regular, and the regular defense they have there with then big 6'8 uh, Campbell in the middle. Listen, they're going to do some damage because in football and, 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 and the playoffs, you need guys that can run the ball and stop the run. I'll, I mean, I'll contradict myself a little bit because that pass rush – you see that pass yeah, Justin Houston. Like, and it's, it's Justin Houston, three games in a row with multiple sacks. Obviously, Clayus Campbell speaks for himself. He's balling. The pass rush has been a huge part of their last three wins. And you need that against the pass offense. I mean, so, I, I mean, pass rush and running the ball translates to playoff but football. Me, I know Andy that. Was reti- he almost retired last night. Stop playing. But let me ask you this then, Joy. What do you make of the fact that the three teams with six or more wins the Ravens have lost to and the teams that don't have those wins, outside of, I believe, the Jets, I think they just got to six, the Ravens have beat. Do you make anything of that, or are you just kind of like, coincidence? Or Because I, I don't believe in that. I think like there's a reason they've lost those games. The Ravens will leave the door open for everybody. The question is, do you have the ability to walk through it? You have to be great to walk through it. Not everybody well, yeah, is great. I mean, to me, that's the problem. I think you saw a little bit of it even last night. Correct. Cosign. Like, why are you not putting your foot on their neck Bingo. right now? And that's frustrating for the Ravens, and it's something that is concerning. And I think that's why you have to keep them out of that category that the Chiefs, the Bills, and Dolphins are in. So if you can correct that as time goes on throughout the season, then you can be in that conversation. We've we've seen them be a little bit better with it, but not to the point that you really want to see it, especially against bad teams. But, again, to Shady's point, the only team that we can really – look at and be like, no, we know what y'all going to do is the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So everyone else still has questions. I still put the Dolphins and the Bills above the Ravens. But once you get to the playoffs, it's, it's anybody's game. Right. So it, it, that to me is like if you're going to ask me if I can consider them contenders, you have to, especially off of the things that we're talking about, running the ball and getting to their quarterback. If you got Lamar, you got a chance. If you got Josh Allen, what do you have? Because they did lose, but the Bills are still great. However... My opinion of them has changed. I will tell you exactly why and exactly how. Next, speak. Well, the Bills did not look like one of the best teams in football on Sunday. I have them winning the Super Bowl, but boy, they made me question that. They had season lows in points and total yards. Josh Allen, zero touchdown passes for the first time this year. Buffalo's loss to the Jets also snapped a four-game winning streak. Shady, I got to be real with you. I know you played with Josh Allen. I know you played there. But my opinion of the Bills changed after watching that game. I do still think they will win the Super Bowl. I'm steadfast there. But here's why my opinion changed. I didn't realize the Bills were capable of losing games. Mm. I knew teams were capable of beating the Bills. We saw the Dolphins beat the Bills. For those that need to understand the difference, when a team beats you, you play well, but the team just plays better. When you lose, you just play bad and so bad that you lose. That's the difference between being beat and losing. I didn't think the Bills were capable of losing. I knew they were capable of being beat, but I didn't think they were capable of losing. Thus far, the Eagles have shown us they're not capable of losing nor being beat. The Chiefs, they showed us surprisingly they were capable of losing. Remember that Colts game, albeit there were some questionable referee decisions, there was still a fumble by the punt returner and some questionable decisions by the Chiefs that led to that loss. The Bills, I thought, were immune to losing. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take the Bills down, you're going to have to go get it. That's what I believed. But after watching the game on Sunday, I'm like, wait a second, Josh. You're, you're just going to give the ball away? Yeah. Like, these aren't miraculous, heroic plays that defenders for the Jets were making. You're just going to give the ball away? Come on now, Josh Allen. And I also have to say this. I can't assume that the Jets, because they beat the Bills, I'm not giving any more credit to the Jets. I'm not. Okay. The Bills had not been even trailing the Jets 
for three consecutive games. You're talking about 14 consecutive quarters that the Bills weren't even trailing the Jets. <laughs> so I do not believe that the Jets are on the Bills' level. To me, the Bills lowered their level so much so that they allowed the Jets to beat them. That's how my opinion changed. I still think they will win the Super Bowl. I think Josh Allen will take the MVP race likely back from Jalen Hurts just because he will put up gross statistics. But it did change in letting me know the Bills are capable of losing. Where you stand on the Bills? Your opinion uh, my, changed? My opinion changed at all. Josh Allen's still that dude, and I think the, the Bills are a really, really good team. They had a lot of injuries um, last Sunday. And, hey, you don't want to say it, but I will. The, the Jets, they're a good team. They're 6-3. They're a top-10 defense. One thing about football is confidence. When you get confidence, you can beat anybody. I think the, the, the Jets right now are super confident, and they play like it. Now, I'll say this about the Bills, and I'll say this about Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is that type of player, and we all go through it, where we get overconfident, Right. We have a game. He had a game against the Packers where he throws some picks, forcing things, trying to get extra yards, trying to make some happen. And nobody talked about it. Nobody really cared because they won the game. But now when you do that same thing, throw bad picks, bad reads against the Jets, and you lose, everybody's talking about it. So now when they go in that meeting room with, with, with Sean McDermott and Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, and they talk about these, and, and the meeting's like, hey, slow down. Let's get back to the basics. Let's get back to reading coverages and et cetera. So I think it really helped them out, this loss. Now get back to – Humble down a little bit. Let's humble a little bit and get back to playing Bills football. Joy, where you stand? Well, I don't want to focus on the Jets from last year. I think this is a different team. They year. are. So if we want to talk yeah. about last year, then it should be no surprise that the Bills are capable of losing because they lost to the Patriots when Mac Jones threw three passes. Three passes. Mm, I remember that game. Ugh. They lost to the Colts. Josh Allen had two interceptions. And they lost to the Jags in week nine where Josh Allen had no touchdowns and Two interceptions. So if we want to go back to last year, they're very capable of losing games. That's right. Josh Allen's very capable of having a bad game and being reckless. But let's just focus on this year. The Jets are a better team this year than they were last year. And that's not that bad of a loss. It's a divisional matchup. Yeah. The Jets have pride. They got some young players that want to go out there and show everybody that they're here to play. Right. They're keeping receipts. I respect <laughs> it. All right? The coach you know? did say that. I didn't think they were going to be that good this year. They are a good team. But I also agree with Shady. Sometimes these losses can help you. Yeah. And I didn't really I don't feel like I learned anything particular about the Bills except that they are a little more vulnerable, maybe, mm -hmm. than I thought they were. That matters though. It does, but yeah. I, but everybody's vulnerable in this league except for the Everybody. Eagles. Yeah. Up until this point, yeah. you gotta be honest, every team is vulnerable except mm -hmm. for the Eagles. And until the Eagles take it out, that's the Eagles. What we're I heard I heard But don't you think let me stop down for a second, because that to me is the big deal. Like, the big deal to me is that the Eagles have shown themselves they're not vulnerable. The Bills have shown they aren't vulnerable. And truth be told, the Dolphins, when they have Tua, to some degree, they're not vulnerable. I had the Bills and the Eagles in that space of, like, yo, y'all aren't even but vulnerable. But the Bills have already lost the game before this game. Because, the, again, because the Dolphins, to me, they're just they next level in Miami. So, I'm saying, like, the Bills haven't shown themselves, like, you're going to have to play well to beat them. Like, you're going to have to play well sure, to beat them. Sure, they're but they're, they're a great team. Like, good teams also take advantage of other teams struggling and other teams' mistakes. You're right. not going to play perfect every single week. Right. You're not even going to play perfect throughout a game. Are you able to uh, overcome mistakes? That's, that's more of a question to me with mm -hmm. the Bills. Can you overcome if Josh Allen has yeah. a bad game? Yep. The Jets are good enough. They're going to take advantage of your mistakes. You can't have a game like that against a team that's hungry with young, talented players who are going to take advantage of They are of. hungry. Mm -hmm. Very. So, so that, it, uh, this is the NFL. The, the guys you're playing against are not only playing for pride – they get a check 
Yeah. And they want to continue getting right. checks. Get bigger checks. Right. right. So, so it's an audition every chain, single chain. week. I want your check. <laughs> exactly. So you're not you're not going man. up against uh, you know Panera Bread State. Like this this is this is real, and you got to come correct every single week. And the Bills know that. But I don't think there's any big learns to take from this. Josh Allen's shown these kind of games before. It's not like he's regressing. This is a part of Josh, his. He get reckless. This is a part right. of yeah. his resume. I guess so. I'm agreeing with everything y'all are saying. I think I'm just. I care too much. Because I agree like Josh Allen has shown this before, but I don't want to see it anymore because he hadn't shown it all year. Like, I was like, oh, Josh, you're done with that. I remember the Houston Texans game where he got reckless oh, and yeah, that yeah. crazy sack. Oh, you remember that? <laughs> that was wild. So I'm like, I agree with everything Joy's saying. I think I just, like, I'm putting too much emphasis, Dave. Yeah, yeah, you are. You are. That's, it's the biggest paradox in NFL media and really fans, too. NFL conversation is like, all of us, till we're blue in the face, will be like, this is the NFL, any given Sunday. Anybody can be anybody. And then when it happens, we're like, oh, my God, how did this happen? Because I don't subscribe to that. That is You my don't why. subscribe to that. No, I don't subscribe. I to, subscribe to the belief. Any given Sunday? No. The difference between the worst team in the league and the best is not all that much. Who said that yesterday? It's, I said that same thing yesterday. And, again, and you disagree with me. Yeah, because yeah, I don't subscribe to that. I still don't. From yesterday to today, I don't subscribe to that. I can't make that. this up. But, but continue. It's just, like, you, like, this stuff is built into the fabric of the league. Like, again, we've only seen two teams in the history or the modern history of the league anyway. One of them was 1972, so that's not even that modern. Only two teams have ever just never had a let up, never had a slip, never had a bad day. Two and a half. Who's it? Who am I missing? Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, oh, I, I see. Wow, wow, wow. Talking awfully confident for less than half the way through the season. It, like, this, this is just the nature of it. Like, I'm not going to repeat the stuff about the Bills losing to the Pats and the Jags because we just saw it last year. And Shady, you make a fantastic point. I normally do. I know, you do. You do. I hate to admit it. We saw all of this stuff happening against the Packers a week and a half yeah. ago, mm-hmm. but they were ball, they were kicking ass. So we were just like, oh, Josh, Josh, you can't be doing that. It's funny, though. It's funny. You can't be doing that, though. Josh, stop playing around. Yeah, like, it's exactly what it is. So then when it happens in a game where the other team doesn't necessarily let you off the mat, it matters more. And yeah. I can't sit here and say, I, I don't know. I wasn't in the meeting rooms. It would be too far to say that the Bills weren't taking the Jets seriously. But I can at least imagine – how you get to that point. And if you go back and watch, like they went up 14-3 without a whole lot of difficulty. Josh Allen's like doing a little headstand after he scores a touchdown. They're feeling themselves a little bit. They came back to earth. I feel absolutely no different about the Bills today than I did on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I'm I'm not interested in isolated incidents that are sporadic because we saw that last year with Josh Allen and we were all still willing to make them Super Bowl Mm -hmm. favorites and MVP favorites. So uh, patterns are more concerning exactly. than yeah. a sporadically bad game. Yeah. G- you're allowed to have a bad right. game, even if you're Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes threw an interception at the end of the Bills and Chiefs game. We still think Patrick Mahomes is awesome. Right. I Tua, guess, I guess uh, Tua, my – Tua had, uh, what, these past two yeah, years? You're the, this the, year he's undefeated. Dolphins like, had to hang know, on for dear life to beat Kenny Pickett, just as a reminder. No, my thought throw is that out like, there. not all bad games <laughs> – I think it's not all bad games are created equal. I think that's where I'm at. It's like, I don't mind the Bills losing to the Dolphins. The Bills missed a 38-yard field goal. They had 91 plays, had a lot of yards on offense. I think the Dolphins are a really good team. I guess I mind the Bills losing to the Jets in part because, full transparency, I'm not a fervent believer yet in the Jets. Outside of the Bills game, which is how I'm assessing the, the, the Jets, they've only beat three win teams. 
They beat the Cleveland Browns. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They beat the Green Bay Packers. They beat the Denver Broncos. And then they beat the Miami Dolphins on a third-string quarterback. So I guess I'm still looking at the Jets as though, like, I'm not a believer. I'm sorry. Like, they've lost to the Patriots, and they've lost some games against the five, six-win teams. So that's probably where I'm at. And I also don't believe in the, the any given Sunday. I just no, don't. expound. How, how, how expound on that. How do you not believe in that, though? Like, how do you, how do you justify yeah, that? It happens this. every single week. The reason I don't think all teams if are If that was the case, you, you would have no losses on our picks every single week. The you reason? pick the better team. Well, because sometimes I can't tell who the better team is. Here's why I don't believe in it. Because I spent too much time looking at freakazoids, including one to my right athletically. And I'm like, sure, I can get lucky. And Shady will say, like, I could cover you in practice sometimes. You did before. But more often than not, Shady's going to beat me because he's just yeah. a better, more athletic player. But so it's, when not I look, a, it's not a one-on-one sport. It's not at all. But at the end of the day, it still boils down to 11-on-11. 11 11. Or it still boils down to 4-over-3 or 9-on-7. It still boils no, down to not. matchups. It's, also, it's matchups. It's coaching. Correct. It's preparation. It's weather. It's It's mistakes, it's penalties. It's all of those things, but if you are good enough, typically you can overcome those things. I think about the Chiefs and the Titans and the Bills and the Jets. Thankfully, we saw those teams play on the exact same day. The Titans and the Jets, to me, similar teams. They haven't really beat much of anybody. Their records were very similar going into that game. They have good records. The Chiefs and the Bills, similar teams. They were in the exact same predicament. They were in a 17-14 predicament. Patrick Mahomes, I know what Shady's going to say. Mahomes hadn't played well. Allen hadn't played well. Okay. But Mahomes found a way towards the end of the game well, to get it well, done. Well, Allen did not. Well, first of all, the turnovers are different, right? The Jets game, they got a, the fake punt. That when, You watch a game right? If, from all the analytics, which I hate, but when you get a fake punt or something like that on certain teams, your, your chances to win goes way up, up the mm-hmm. roof. Then you add the turnovers. The Chiefs game. Now, this is what I will say. If the Chiefs played the Jets in the same situation, so if the Jets were the, the Titans, the Jets would win that game. They'd have won that game. Okay, because you believe more in the Jets. Yeah, the, the better, better team. I think better quarterback play for the most part. Better offense. Better offense. And I think this, the defense-wise, I think defense is a little better. Better cornerbacks, et cetera, yeah. And so if they was shutting them down a little bit with, with their secondary and their, and their players, what would think the Jets would have did? I see, I see where you're at. Yeah, I, mean, right. I, mean, well, yeah, I just want to throw, this, earlier. You know throw this in there. Go with your boy 2-5. You can never be wrong. Well, you, I mean, Acho <laughs> already said this at the start of the segment. You're, like, you're using the Chiefs as an example of why any given Sunday doesn't make sense. And the Chiefs' other loss, the besides Colts. the Bills, is to who? The Colts. The dumpster fire Colts? Like, one of the most mystifying losses of the year. The Quartiles. <laughs> the team yeah. beat the Chiefs. The Kardashians got that win. They stopped playing that. with them. Kardashians. Out of here. Which one will be Kim, though? <laughs> it's got to be the quarterback. Josh Allen. 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 Yeah. Okay. He's not. No, no, he's a. He's, he's like uh, the mom. Yeah, he's Chris. Yeah. Ursa oh, is Chris for sure. Yeah, so yeah. Chris is powerful now. Hold up now. I don't. The, the uh, Colts, Jonathan, Jonathan He's been hurt though. <sighs> That's Chloe? Yeah. I, I've so never watched the show. I haven't watched it honestly. You know the names. We're so in the weeds. <laughs> Yo, speaking of reality, Odell Beckham to the Dallas Cowboys. It might become one soon. Star player for the Cowboys, Michael Parsons. He wants it to happen. Odell. May have a response. We'll see. That's next. Dave, you know we're from the same place, right? Harrisburg. All we do is produce athletes. What's up, family? We got to check in on our social life, so check in on it with us. Okay, now Michael Parsons, star defensive lineman for the Cowboys. He said, man, Odell Beckham Jr., talk to me. OBJ, let's do this. OBJ responded, tweeting, LOL, LOL, LOL. I don't actually know what he said. You tell me. You know all the fam on my daddy's side down there. I'm just trying to win. 
Wherever I go, on my daddy's side, I hear your OBJ. Uh, <laughs> your, your daddy's son. Uh, Dave, how'd it make you feel, man? Look, he's, I always, can, he's always blushing. I can, he's do, always excited. I can do the analytic thing if you want. Like, I can give you a rational take, but as a Louisiana guy who oh, went to LSU, tattoo, who covers the, the Cowboys. Yeah, show him the yeah. tattoo. Oh, Dell. Make it happen, Make man. It happen. Oh. I, I can't even I can't even put it into words how excited I would be. It would be so much fun. Odell, see the tattoo one more time. Yeah, you got to show us the tattoo. Look, you got to show us the tattoo. Oh, you got to show us the tattoo. Come on. Put your Odell. If we could get, if we could get, like, Jamar, anybody that wants to come can come. But Odell is out there on the market right now. Look. He's not the Odell that did that, right? That, was, day, a long, been that was a long time ago. Uh-huh. But we talked about it. He can be a serviceable piece of this offense. And much like when he was with the Rams, he doesn't need to be the guy. C.D. Lamb is there. Michael Gallup is there. Dalton Schultz is there. You come in and just be a guy who, A, scares defenses, creates favorable matchups for other guys, or wins when you get the favorable matchups can do a lot for this team, man. They're they're lacking that receiver a little bit. It would it would address a how, need. How good can he make the Cowboys, big dog? I, I think he'll be really, really well. I think he'll be great for them. He's I mean, Odell's a good player. Now, now as what Odell are we getting? Are we getting a guy that came to the Rams, you know, or or are we getting an Odell that two ACLs on the same knee. So I'm waiting to see. But I will say this. If Odell is the same Odell from the Rams, he could be the number one. Think about going one on one coverage with that I'm dude. I'm mad at you. Cause CD Lamb is like, I mean, he's okay. Right? He's all right. Not mad. So, I mean, wait, it, it don't matter, though. It doesn't matter. <laughs> let's, let's keep it real. It don't even matter. You know I, why? Because those boys in Philadelphia don't even matter. They don't even care about that. Chitty, chicky, bang, bang. Blowout time. You know what's going to happen. Blowout. You didn't Jalen blow, Hurts and the boys. You didn't blow them out when Cooper Rush was yeah, the quarterback. Man, come on, man. Look, look, look. Check it out. Well, nine point, eight point win. Loss. Nine point win. Bam. <laughs> I don't have tattoos. Bam. <laughs> let me ask you this, though. In all seriousness, if the Cowboys lost to the best team in the league by nine points without their quarterback, Dak Prescott, without a Hall of Fame left tackle. And I don't do what is, but I'll play this game. Let's play this game. Go ahead. No, I'm saying. What the is, Cowboys, right? I'm not even going to ask what if. The Cowboys will now return Dak Prescott. Uh-huh. Hall of Fame left tackle Tyron Smith, and could add Odell Beckham. Yeah. Is that not nine points to you? Like, does that not make up um, a touchdown, a I, touchdown and a field it, goal? Does it, that not make up the difference between the Cowboys and the Eagles? Well, I think it would be, um, you know, a different game plan for us. Right? You know, when you're undefeated, we'll get everybody's best shot. You know what I'm saying? So we'll, we'll see what happens. I do think it makes the team better. I think Odell is a serious player. How much player. better? Clearly it makes it better. How much? You know what? I, I, sure. I, I think instead of beating them by nine, we'll probably beat them by three. Right? I mean, they're going to lose, but – you know, Odell might get a touchdown, might get some first downs. Yeah. That'd be okay. Cowboys closed the gap when they got Dak back. Uh, that's the, the question I'm actually more interested in, Joy. How much of a gap can be closed by adding Odell Beckham? The gap between the Cowboys and the Eagles, it's – I don't think it's, it's that it's large. It's a gap, though. There's, there's a gap there. It is there, How yeah. much of a gap can close with that addition of Odell? No, they're, they're, just stop. All right, the Eagles are undefeated. And the key, I don't care about Dak there or not there. They lost. Right. All right. And, and all I could hear about was Cooper Rush, and they lost. Now, I agree with you. They're better with Dak Prescott. You didn't hear a Cooper Rush from me, yes, though. Yes, I know. That's I know. okay. Just, I'm just saying. Cooper Rush, Dak. Same, same guy. Same guy. Let's There's a skin. gap between the Eagles and the Cowboys. They're not in the same category. There's no one close to the Eagles in the NFC. It's not close. It's not close. Tell them, Doc. It's not 
close. Does Odell make? How close does Odell make it? Odell, I, I love Odell to the Cowboys only if the Cowboys use Odell how the Rams use Odell. The reason that Odell was successful with the Rams is because they didn't force him to be the number one. They didn't make him the volume receiver. He wasn't the number one guy that everyone's looking for. And he shouldn't be because he's coming off of another injury. He's not in game shape. He needs some time to gear up. And, and he's better in these situations where all the pressure isn't on him just because his name is Odell. We saw what happened in Cleveland with that. It was a disaster. True. It was a disaster. You don't need him to be that. You need him to shine in moments, and he's incredible when you allow him to do that. So if the Cowboys can do that, I love this as an addition to the depth that they already have at that position. But George, I do love they have this a number as a one? weapon for Odell. Do they have a number one in Dallas? That's my question. Yes, they have. Yeah, they have CeeDee. They have CeeDee. But, but, but Odell can't be a number one. He can't be a number one. That's and that's not a knock on Odell. Yep. That's where he is at this point in his career. But he doesn't need to be. Right. What he was with the Rams was spectacular because he didn't have to be that. Right. Players are at different phases in their careers. That's they true. need to do different things, particularly at this position where your speed may go down, your strength may go down, Quickness, you're coming off an injury, yeah. your explosion, your ability to change direction. All those things matter with those kind of injuries. So why put that kind of pressure on him? Let him be a part of the depth, use him strategically, and I think it's I think it's a tremendous add to the Cowboys. But it the could, Cowboys have to earn the respect in the postseason. That's all that matters for this Cowboys team. Yes, please. It, 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 could be, it could be so brilliant if they played it the way that Joy just described. Because, like, this isn't a team that wants to be high-flying. Like, from a few years ago when they had Gallup, Lamb, and Amari Cooper, this isn't that. They want to run the ball. They probably want to have two tight ends out on the field as often as possible, which limits the amount of reps that Odell would even get. If you could use him as your third guy, mm. and maybe maybe even 3B, because no, you want Noah Brown in the blocking game, absolutely. Oh. Why can't you do that? Find uh, him three you, targets. You can't do it for uh, several reasons. And I think two the, or three touches in the running game a week? What's, what's the, the, the first reason you don't want to do it because Odell just by name will do more damage by his presence than not. But that's so, what the Rams did. But no, no, Odell came in as a number two because yeah. uh, their number Cooper two Rush got is getting, hurt. But Robert Rush Woods is getting got hurt. So by the time though. Odell was getting busy, Robert Woods was gone. Robert Woods yeah. was their motion yeah, guy. Yeah, they their also big had guy. other receivers uh, that they went to a lot and their tight end. They only had Higby. They but ran the ball. This oh, also it, For me, it's like Odell had five touchdowns in the last six games. That's the Odell I would want the Cowboys okay. to get. That's pretty good. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want the Odell. I don't want the Cowboys. Receptions. But five touchdowns. It's sufficient. Like, I want yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah, efficient, but it's not volume. Yeah, I don't think you should get volume. But no receiver for the Cowboys is getting volume. Because they want to run the ball and should That's run the ball 25 to 30 yeah, times. they don't have a number one. So, I mean, if he finishes, you know, if you target him five times and he catches three balls a game, if two of those are in the red zone, what's the issue? Keep in mind, this is different, too, though. It's very different from being traded out of a toxic situation in Cleveland fully healthy right. versus so, coming yeah, off of an yeah, ACL. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Yeah. Odell Beckham probably doesn't want to be thrown into a situation where he's got to do everything right away. He would I, – I can't speak for him, but I could imagine he would love to be like, oh, damn, like I just need a package this week, maybe get it slightly bigger next week, and by the time the postseason rolls around, right. now I'm that's a like, real part of the offense. That sounds perfect. Yeah, that, that's, that's a great point you said that because when he came from the Browns to the Rams, first of all, Cooper Cup was getting crazy busy, giving crazy workout. Demanding double teams. So now one receiver's getting double teamed with a guy up top, right? Yeah. And I go one-on-one backside. So you guys make a good point of just slowly getting involved. But my only issue is with the name, like you talked about, because Odell got a name, right? He comes on the field. Even if he's not the same guy, he gets that attention. He's going to get a double. They don't have no number one receiver. So where's the attention going? Is he going Odell? Is it forcing him? Double Odell? 
No, yeah, I'm not. Uh, uh, I don't think they were doubles. They're not. No, they're going to be biased. I mean, biased. if, 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 the, if, the, if, the, if they do that, the Cowboys should pray for not yet. Yeah, the Cowboys like, want the, that. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, look, so it helped Odell because they had Cooper Cup that was getting double teamed. So now that, right. that, that there's, no, there's nobody getting double teamed mm-hmm. in Dallas, right? So what happens? Because now that, 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 that one-on-one coverage becomes uh, help. Event, eventually, if Odell is who Odell has always been, whether he's coming off an ACL injury, yeah. whether he was in Cleveland, oh, if Odell is who he's always been, okay. ACL or not, Odell will draw attention. Like, Odell's going to draw attention. But is that a good thing or a bad That's my thing. Is that a good thing or I bad think it's thing? a great thing because now you get my best corner. I don't know. He's come off an injury. Compared to now with Cooper Cup, I'm getting the, the, the second cornerback. Uh, I'm not getting the number no. one guy. CeeDee Lamb. You get what I'm saying? CeeDee Lamb, you would hope that Odell's arrival, if he goes to Dallas, would make CeeDee Lamb better, yep. would make Dalton Schultz better. I mean, they, and, they all, like, in know, here. That, that's where I'm at. Like, yeah. But I don't know. If, if they get an Odell, I just think by the time meaningful football rolls around late ready? December, because they have the Eagles Christmas, Christmas Eve. They have the Eagles Christmas Eve. I don't want Odell to get locked up around that time. So let, let's slow it down a little bit. Let him get his, his feet underneath him a little bit, because he will get locked up. Because you know how cornerbacks play defense, right? Do you agree? Yeah, so get, your, get yourself together, brother, because you come to Philadelphia, we won't cover none of that injuries. We locking everybody up. <laughs> Slay, take it easy, Odell. Take it easy. He's just getting back. Don't put him in. Odell why are we, been why are we Odell has never the rest been, of the season? Odell you know? has never like, been to jail. He's never been to jail. I don't think but so. you will if you come to Philadelphia. <laughs> you will be the closest thing to prison. Oh, Officer Slay. The game's, the, game, the game's in Dallas, fortunately. Oh, well. So. Locked up in Dallas. Officer Slay. Is that another show, Big Dog? Locked up abroad and locked yeah. up in Dallas? Bad boys, bad. What you gonna do? Come Coming on, up, y'all. the Chiefs had to rally to get the win over the Titans on Sunday night with the whole world watching. But what did that win mean for Kansas City? That's next on Speed. Bad boys, bad boys. Yo, he should get like a badge, yo. He's gonna fill with a Speaking of listening to us, now you got to listen to us talk about the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, he found a way to get it done. Over 400 yards of offense, had a couple touchdowns of his own in his own right, and he had the game-winning drives he led, and they beat the Titans. Currently, the Chiefs now 6-2, second-best odds to win the AFC, according to Fox, Bet, Sports, Book. Joy, what did that win over the Titans mean to you? It means it's still thin at the top. Mm. It's the Eagles, it's the Chiefs, it's the Bills, and the Dolphins. Now, I understand the Titans weren't playing with the full, you know, all of their weapons. Ryan Tannehill wasn't out there, like Malik Wills. But, you know, they, they're, they're injured right now. But I still don't take the Titans very seriously. And, look, it wasn't a blowout type of situation, but the Chiefs did what they needed to do. Right. It's thin at the top in the NFL. There's a, the Eagles, and then there's – the rest of the guys. Bills. No, it's oh, the, sorry, sorry. the Bills, sorry Chiefs, that. and the Dolphins, and then it's everybody else. So, to me, I, I think that the Chiefs continue to show that they can win in multiple ways. They can finish games, and Patrick Mahomes is still that dude. Yeah, I co-signed that. I still believe Allen will win the MVP, Josh Allen. I still believe the Buffalo Bills will go to the Super Bowl. But it showed me to five that the Chiefs' floor is higher than the Bills' floor. Again, I was watching those two games simultaneously, re-watching one, watching another, and I was like, dang. Patrick Mahomes is struggling by all accounts. Titans defense was playing well. Play well. Mike Vrabel had them guys coached up. Yeah. But somehow, someway, Patrick Mahomes still let a touchdown drive, then got the two-point conversion. Because, by the way, not only did they need the touchdown, they needed the two-point conversion. But that just tied it up, 17-all. Patrick Mahomes then let a game-winning field goal drive to seal the deal. Right. Conversely, Josh Allen was out there struggling for his life in a similar fashion. They needed him to lead a game-winning drive, couldn't get it done. I was like, man. 
Say what y'all will, I do think the Bills' ceiling is higher, not to make this a Bills conversation, but I think the Chiefs' floor is higher, and that matters. It's not just about how good you're capable of playing, but how bad are you capable of playing or not playing. So to me, it taught me about how good that Chiefs are, even when, how good the Chiefs are even when they struggle. What'd you learn? I learned how good the team is overall. We always talk about this Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and, and uh, Travis Kelsey, but if you watch that game, Derrick Henry w- w- like was going crazy in the, first, in the first half, right? Especially the first couple drives, up and down the field. Nobody wanted to tackle him. But in the second half, he only had 20 yards. So that let me know, that, okay, boom, the defense stepped up. We made adjustments. And football, there's always, like, a game that you should have lost and you wind up winning. And this game that you won, it's like, how the heck we yep. – So that let me know that this team is the real deal and they find ways to win. They needed stops. They got it on defense, right? They needed clutch moments from Patrick Mahomes because the offense was struggling for most of the game. And then Pat kind of got together, man. So this showed me how good this team is together. It says everything about the standard that we've created for Patrick Mahomes, that he accounted for 500 yards of offense on his own, and that was a struggle. And, and like, you're not wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong, right? Like, that, that wasn't Mahomes at his absolute best. But isn't that nuts? I mean, 500 yards of offense saying, screw it, I'll do this myself <laughs> and get us to overtime, converting a third and 17 with my legs, bullying defenders into the end zone. And, like, and like he, he's not Lamar Jackson. I, like, Patrick Mahomes is such a good scrambler for a guy that looks like he doesn't he know what he's bit. doing yeah, while yeah, he's yeah, scrambling. He like, he looks like he's about to fall down every time he starts running. But lo and behold, he picks up 20 yards and bulldozes two guys at the goal line. So that – that is a that's Pat Mahomes struggling. Is that that? I mean, he, he's he's unreal, man. And I think we've become so conditioned to how great he is. The the the, the standards unreal. Like we get enamored with with other quarterbacks. And I'm I'm not trying to throw shade at Josh Allen or Tua or Joe Burrow or anybody. But like we're we're bored of how great this guy is. That we're looking for excuses to talk about other people. He is. That MFN dude. Well, he they, is well, the did. best player in the NFL today. Wait, I'm not. Hey, they, they did struggle on offense. They, no, that's he what did, I'm saying. He threw the ball 68 no, times. That's my point. Is like it, well, you are correct that he did struggle, but Pat Mahomes' struggle is up here yeah, compared but, to I, everybody. I, 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 I'm gonna say you've thrown the ball 68 times. Yeah. Like that's. I mean, you shouldn't have 200 yards. But I guess conversely, right? like, if Justin Fields struggled, if we say he struggled, he went 8 for 20 with 88 yards. But what I'm saying is if you're throwing the – listen what I'm saying. If you're throwing the ball for 68 times, right, yep. how many yards did you have? Like, I agree. You should have at least, at least But again, this was, a, this was an offense that – 17 points, right? Mm-hmm. Calling, them, calling them one-dimensional on Sunday would be an understatement. Like, the, they gave up running the ball. I think they're they sh- leading – They shut it down. Run- five yards. They, they shut it down, though. They, they didn't have a running back with more than five yards. Yeah, they and shut again, it down. like, you're right. All of that is true. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was a struggle. This was not the Chiefs' offense at its best. And Patrick Mahomes still put up 500 yards. And when nothing else was working, he was like, we're not losing this damn game. Bingo. It's not so happening. I don't, I don't care about the yards. I don't personally I mean, but how many yards do you have? You have 16 That's why passes. I don't care about it. Okay. I care about the last thing Dave said. Patrick Mahomes said, we're not losing this yeah. game. That's why, again, I, I, I don't agree. I, I disagree with you all on several things. One of those being winning and losing is a quarterback stat. Because Patrick Mahomes said... I'm not losing this game, right. and he did not lose that game. And to me, I'm like, who else is doing that? Like, I would think Josh Allen could, and he can, but then I watched Josh Allen not. Jalen Hurts hasn't shown us the inability to do it, so I'll give Jalen Hurts the benefit of the doubt. But, like, third and 17, I don't even specifically recall the conversion. I just recall watching that game and being like, yo, this dude Pat 
You should have lost. They yeah, should have lost. Yeah. Anybody, any other quarterback, I do believe they would have lost, and they won. This is, it's Josh, a longer conversation than we have time for here. I, the reason I bristle at, at wins being a quarterback stat is, like, to go back to Shady's point, the, the defense had to shut down Derrick Henry to even put Mahomes in that position. Like, it all goes together. So I, I, I can't say it's purely Patrick Mahomes, but I will say – Playground style? Uh, say it's purely Patrick Mahomes, bro. I can't do that. I'm taking him over they, they everybody else. First of all, they had a lot of punts. They, they shut the run game down. Of course. Okay, they, they shut the run game with no blitzing, right? But they also shut the Chiefs' run game down. Okay, so, so run games are so, shut. But I'm talking about the Chiefs. They shut the oh, Chiefs' right, run right, game. Right, right. yep, okay, yep. so you throw the ball for 68 times. They had a lot of punts. They, only, of had, punts. they only had 17 points. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, like, hating on it, but you was trying to say, like, oh, like, can Josh do that? You was trying to throw that in there. I'm saying what I was saying, even with even with the Bills game, Josh, they was like third and like 20-something. He threw a 25-yard pass on the sideline of the digs. He caught yeah. it. Holding. Comes all the way back. I'm not taking it from my board because I love them both. I love what, Josh. What quarterback, what quarterback do you think in the situation would have won for the Chiefs? I'm, based on how they played Sunday, I, 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 think, think, I, think, I think Lamar Jackson could have yeah. did that. I think, I think Josh Allen could have did that. Um, I'm going based on I how they played. I think Tua could have. I'm just saying, like, we got to act like we got to act like this. That was a great offensive performance. It wasn't. It was a great Mahomes performance at times. But he played well. He, he he got the job done. But I don't think he super played well. But they, that's he, my whole point. What what did he throw? For? That's my whole he point. He threw for four hundred. How many passes? Four hundred twenty-two yards. And how many passes? Sixty-eight. I mean, how many completions? It was not. 40, a, it was not yards. a good. See what I'm saying? That wasn't a great. It how many punts? They had a lot of punts. We got to act like it wasn't a great performance. Joy, take us home. Take us home. Take us home. I mean, that's why I put them in that category because you can have a bad performance throughout the game and, and still it, get it done at yeah, the end. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's I'm, on, that, I'm on that tip right there. Elite teams and non-elite teams is that you have a terrible performance and it doesn't consume you. You can find a way to do it. You've yes. been there before. And elite you don't players. Don't get nervous. And yes, and when an, when you need an elite player to make an elite play, you got that dude. So that's to me like you have to put you have to respect it because again. It's any given Sunday. The Titans are not a team I take seriously as contenders, but they still have dudes on that side of the ball as well. So to get the win when you're struggling throughout the game, when you got to throw it 68 times, when an entire part of your offense is shut down, yeah. most teams will just crumble. you got to find a different way to win, and they did. Well, real quick. I, I, I got to go. I got to go. Did you see that Chelsea go. catch? Coming up, we have to take care of some <laughs> That's crazy bad buzzer, bad ball. And that means to speak standings. Where do we all stand after oh. nine weeks? You see that pass, Dave? It was four, it was like the third and like nine. Yo, fam, we got to check in on our speak standings. Shady, you making a comeback. The floor is yours. <laughs> I don't want to brag, man, but I told you, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming you for you. You went 11 and 2 last week. Easy, what was the pick? Easy work. I don't, pick? I don't know. I picked everything. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I know. I picked it all. I lost the Bills game. That was it. Good luck. You're still down by four games. <laughs>